Hello, and welcome to the Divorced Advocate, where we help fathers sort through life during and after divorce and create an amazing life for themselves and their children. My name is Jude Sandoval. I am pleased to be here with you today. We're doing something a little bit different, or I'm doing something a little bit different today, and that is uh, a solo podcast. Typically, uh, in the start, uh, inception of this podcast, I've been having guests, which is been incredibly insightful and, and educational and I feel has not only provided me, but hopefully all of you with some incredible insights into how to get through divorce and live a fantastic life after divorce. Today, I wanted to share with you gentlemen a little bit about sacrifice. It was um, what prompted this is I wrote a, a blog over on medium.com. If you get a chance, go over and check that out and some of the uh, other blog posts that I have there. But it was about this dirty word called sacrifice. And for some reason, it feels like that in our society today, the word sacrifice has taken on this negative connotation that everything needs to be happening now. I, the, the, the one thing that drives me crazy, I hear all this hack stuff. Let's, you know, hack this and, and hack that. And it's the, the hacks to parenting and the hacks to exercise and the hacks to this. And we're hack, like hacking everything. I just feel like a, feel like a lumberjack, I guess, because we're hacking everything. And I don't know about you, but at least in my life, most of the times I've tried to hack or in other words, that uh, I would use for hack and that I use with my daughters is a, a shortcut, take a shortcut to something that otherwise you're unable to really get to. Never really turns out as successful as I had liked it to be. Sometimes it can be, and sometimes, you know, maybe there's a hack. Maybe there's a hack for hook, so for cooking something or doing something small and, and, and menial and a, a task that's everyday and routine. So. You know, maybe there's a place for for hacks, but as far as deep work that we're doing here, that uh, that we're going through as divorced fathers, I don't feel that there's any real hacks that that we can, uh, you know, that, that that we can utilize to to really benefit ourselves. And you know, unfortunately, we see this all the time. We see the the advertising out there of you know burger king have it your way or uh, obey your thirst uh sprites or uh easy breezy all kinds of of stuff like that and it's just bombarding us day by day but we as human beings and we as men really have the ability to envision a better life, a better way for us uh, to do stuff, and really, this has been this has been what has driven our society and 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 really our uh, you know us as a, as a species to to better our lives generation after generation, and that is that uh, that ability to really look to the future and want something. Um, that is, uh, that's, that's better. And we can look at this. I don't know about but you, but I can look back and I am old enough to, 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 to know that I can look back just even just 10 years ago, but look back to my childhood and look to the type of lifestyle that we have or that I have in, uh, in, in my life 
in the vehicles that we drive, the technology that we have, that was the result of and the benefit of somebody's vision, somebody's idea, somebody's dream to to move forward. And, you know, you listen to the news on a daily basis and some of that really gets lost for me. And that's exactly why I don't listen to the news on a daily basis or tune into it or watch TV or bombard myself from the time I get up in the morning to the time I go to sleep with all kinds of media or social media or anything else, because basically that allows somebody else to control the message that's in my mind. And I have an immense amount of appreciation for where we're at in uh, in society and, and where I'm at in my life and the work that so many people prior to me, prior generations of men and women and countries and, and everywhere else have done in order to get us to this point. And you know, I know you might be saying or thinking, well, really, Judah, you, you got to be kidding me. I've, turn on the news. Everything's a, a quagmire. It's a mess. The, the whole world is burning down. And, and I beg to differ with, with that because there's a lot of fantastic things if, if you want to look closely and if you wanted to uh, really do the research and the data. There's a, there's a phenomenal book by Steven Pinker, who is a, uh, a Harvard professor. And the book's, uh, the full title of the book is, um, let's see here, it's uh, Enlightenment Now, The Case for Reason, Science, Humanism, and Progress. And I'm about, I'm about halfway through this book. It's a long read. It's a little bit dry because there's so much data and so much, so many statistics. But what, what Dr. Pinker has done is he has gone through and he has looked at 70, 75 different data points that, um, um, that run the gamut from uh, starvation to population to our quality of life. Some, some, of the, some of the different things he's come up with here I, I listed because it's good news. We've halved object poverty in the entire world by half since 2000. So how many people know that? How many times do we see that on the news? Um, you're 30 time, 37 times less likely to be killed by a bolt of lightning than you were at the turn of the century. And it's not because we have less thunderstorms, it's because we have better weather prediction capabilities, improved safety education, and more people living in cities. Uh, another one, you're way less likely to die on the job. Once upon a time, that was just kind of uh, part of the risks, part of the risks of, of being a man and being in a risky job was, uh, uh, let's see, the number was 1929, 20,000, okay, our population was less than two-fifths the size it is today, 20,000 people died on the job. Now, every year, 5,000 people die from occupational accidents in the, in the U.S., which we don't want any, but um, still, that's a, a massive reduction. This is another one. This is about uh, education. The global average IQ score is rising about by about three IQ points every decade. So kids' brains are developing more. That's because of improved nutrition, better environments, better parenting, uh, better schooling, et cetera. So this is all this is all good news. And I make these points just simply because of the fact that there is good news out there. And we have the ability, if we want to envision uh, a better life, then we can have it. So, you know, how did we how did we arrive at this? How did all this good stuff happen? I think 
there's there's two specific things in it, and I, I wrote these down and I'm going to read them specifically because I think the language is important that that, like I said earlier, one, each generation imagines a future that is better than the past. It is this continuous imagination that drives us to strive towards our goals and betterment. We believe in creating a better life. And the second one, which is what I want to get more deeply in today, is that each and every generation has personally sacrificed a tremendous amount in aiming to in aiming to achieve this future. So let's let's talk about number one first briefly is believing in a in a better life. There is uh, a new and growing uh, school of thought in psychology uh, out there that your personality is not necessarily um, not necessarily permanent. That you don't have to be who you are and you don't have to be stuck in the life that you have at the moment if you don't want to. And so we've got innumerable um, examples out there of, of different people throughout the course of history that have been born into difficult situations or poverty or have experienced uh, incredible tragedies. I think if we scratch the surface on pretty much anybody that we talk to out there, everybody's had some incredible challenges in their lives and you're probably going through some now or you've gone through some in your past. But none of that defines exactly who you are or who you want or, or, or who you want to be. That is up to you. There's a great new book out. I haven't read it yet, but um, I've read some reviews and I've read parts of, of the book. It's called Personality Isn't Permanent by Dr. Um, it's um, Benjamin Hardy, Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And, and he, he states, this is, this is the premise of the book, and I, and I, and I found it fascinating. I've, I've read a lot of his stuff. He was uh, the number one writer on Medium.com for many, many years. So he's, if you uh, head over to, to Medium.com and put in Dr. Benjamin Hardy or just Benjamin Hardy, you'll, hear, you'll, you'll find so many different articles. He's got a bunch of YouTube videos and as well as uh, some TED Talks as well. Very, very bright, very brilliant, doing some fantastic work in, in this uh, school of thought. But what he says is when you decide who you'll be and the life you'll live, then you can save, you can, then you can have anything you truly want. You don't have to be limited by what other people say you can have or achieve. If you want to be more confident and creative or more extroverted and organized, you can become any and all of those things. If you're timid but want to become a bold, powerful, and inspirational leader, you can become that as well. So that is the point to lead us into this idea of sacrifice as a better way of life. Now, I want you to try to think of the word sacrifice and not, and, and not think of it in a, a negative, negative connotation. Just kind of blank the slate in, in your mind and just put that word sacrifice out there in, in, in your mind and envision it. And the definition of sacrifice is to suffer, to suffer loss of, give up, renounce, injure, or destroy, especially for an ideal belief or end. Okay. So again, keep this in a positive light. Just try to keep this, this idea of uh, sacrifice in, in a positive light because, you know, just believing like, like the, Dr. Hardy says is not enough. We need to have some sort of action. And so sacrifice for me is that second part is that is that action and so like what is what does that look like what does that look like in 
in our daily lives of what uh, a sacrifice could be. It could be dependent upon what you want. If you're looking in, if you're wanting to uh, create a, a better um, a, a better health and fitness routine and feeling healthier and, and, and better on a daily basis. I talk about this all the time. You guys have heard it before that in order for us to take care of our children, to get through some of these challenging times like our divorces, that we really need to be paying attention to self-care and taking care of our health and our fitness. And in order to do that, we need to make sure that we create a life and an environment in order to do that. However, there's things that we may be sacrificing in order to do that. So that's where this sacrifice potentially is something that I want you to think about and look at as a positive. So I'm sacrificed, let's say for example, going out the night before in order to get up at 6.30 like I do to get my work in before I get up and before my kids get up and before I get to work and before I get my day going. That's what my sacrifice is. I know that I'm going to sacrifice some some nights out. I'm going to sacrifice some some uh, maybe some leisure time and some social time because I know that six days a week I'm going to be up at 6:30, and I know that if I don't get that time and that sleep, I'm not going to function very well. However, what's good? What's going to be the result from that? And what has been the result from that for me is that I feel incredibly rested. I feel incredibly energetic all through the day. I am able to be very calm. I'm very, very present with, uh, with, with my daughters and I'm able to, to, to bring this mindset to my daily life because I have made that small sacrifice. So if you look at it from a macro perspective, the results have an, an immense, an, you know, a, just are, are huge compared to the small quote unquote sacrifice. So the way that I look at it now is that it's not a sacrifice. So, you know, maybe just you know, a little less social life or not going out, or maybe just not even going out as late as uh, I, I may have done once upon a time is resulting in a massive amount of benefit to my life. So by being present, by being rested, I am, I am much more alert at work. I'm much more on top of my focus and getting my work done. I am much more um, able to uh, get through the day and get things done and get, um, you know, make the money that I want, create the connections I want, grow my business. Uh, and then once work is done, I'm able to, to be home, not have that lag or that's, that's that, uh, you know, after work letdown or mid afternoon letdown and be able to be home and be excited and have fun with my, with my kids and dinner and whatever we may else we may do throughout the day. And it, so it's just something small, but it creates a huge, huge result and, and benefit. Maybe you're looking at, um, wanting to start a business and you, you know, you're thinking, well, this is an overwhelming task. This is the next point I want to make about this because I know when I went through my divorce that it was absolutely overwhelming. There was so much going on. It's not something we do every day. We don't do it every day and hopefully we'll do it multiple times in our lifetime because <laughs> it's incredibly challenging and difficult and there's so much going on. And so there is no, and there's no guidebook to this and it is very difficult. 
take one small step, one small sacrifice, find out what that is, and then implement that. Implement that sacrifice as a daily practice, as a weekly practice, as a monthly practice, until that comes to fruition as a habit in your life. I'll use uh, another example from, from, from my life. Finding a time to go to bed at the same time every night, you know, with the exception of some of the times that I'm out being social, et cetera, but primarily 99% of the time I'm in bed between nine and 10 o'clock every single night. So I've created that. Well, and is it a sacrifice? Sure. It is a sacrifice. There's stuff I could be doing. I could be watching TV. I could be playing on a computer. I could be out socializing and gallivanting or doing whatever else. However, I know that, if I can create that little sacrifice and I've done now, it's been years that I've done that. So my body has automatically adjusted to between nine and 10 o'clock, man, everything starts to just really slow down and shut down. And if I'm, you know, <laughs> if I'm not active out doing something or being social with somebody and I'm at home and reading or doing whatever I might be doing with the, the family, I just really, I start, my body starts to get tired, starts to signal to me, you know, this is time. It's time for you to go and rest and start to the process of your evening uh, rejuvenation, et cetera. So, but that took a long time for me to create that uh, in, in the physiology of my body by forcing myself to be in bed at between nine o'clock and every, at nine and 10 o'clock every day, because I, I just wasn't somebody that was doing that. And I wasn't a quarter unquote quote, uh, quote unquote, um, night owl. So, and, and, and that's the other thing. Don't label yourself. Don't, don't be worried about well, what you've heard or what you've believed in the past. Like I'm a night owl. So I just can't do that. Like Dr. Hardy says, it's complete crap because your personality isn't permanent. You're defined by, well, I'm not a night owl. I, or I'm a night owl. I can't get to bed early, et cetera. You can do it. I know you can do it. I've done it in my life. So I know that you can do it. And there's a whole, this, there's all now the scientific data around this that's helping to uh, support all of this. So, um, so then for instance, the, like with a business, just find one thing with all the overwhelming stuff that we've got going on, find one thing and make that a regular occurrence in your life and then start something, something new. It can be as small and as simple as getting out of bed as soon as the alarm clock goes off in the morning. Just do that. For those of you that are that are, are challenged going through stuff, feeling depressed and upset and not real excited about life, it can be as simple as that. Start with that and make sure you do that every single day. So that's really all I wanted to have to, uh, that's all I wanted to really talk about with everybody because I, I know that these challenges that you're going through right now or these challenges that you've experienced and now your life is kind of brand new, that these things are going to help you. That having a vision for a better life for yourself and for your children is going to allow you to create that. You can create that. I know that you can create that. I have the confidence that you can create that. I've been able to do it in my life. I've talked to so many men. I've talked to men on a regular basis that have slowly done that. They say to me, man, really, I didn't know where I was. I didn't know what I was going to do. This was all just a complete fog. And now down the line, many of them, many, many are, are, are 
are co-parenting effectively, their children are well-adjusted, they have a deeper uh, relationship with, with their children. I'll share, I'll share with you that my divorce helped me to focus in on being way more present with my daughters in, in their life and in turn strengthened and deepened the relationship with my daughters that I truly do not feel that without having been divorced that I would ever have experienced with my daughters. And it is absolutely remarkable, remarkable experience and relationship that I have with them. And so I can look back and I can say, my life was working for me, not against me in my divorce. So this was a good thing. It has created a relationship with my daughters that I would have never otherwise had. And so try to keep that in mind as you go through this as well, that life is moving you in a direction that is a positive for you. This may be a challenge, but I know that you can do it. I see men do it every day and I've done it as well. So I'm proud of you. I'm proud if you're if you're listening or watching this today that you care about uh, your life, creating a better life, a better life for your children and getting through this in a positive manner. Please connect with me on, um, on the YouTube channel as well as any of the um, major podcasts. We just got listed in, uh, in uh, Amazon Music podcast as well. So you can find us there as well or connect with me at thedivorcedadvocate.com. If you're interested in it, I've got a, uh, an offer on there for a three 30 minute consultation. We can talk about anything that you want, but um, basically when I go through coaching with men, we're gonna, we're gonna work first on clarifying your uh, vision and direction. Then we're gonna strategize uh, your future. Then we're going to upgrade your skills. We're going to optimize your environment. And then we're gonna go to work on um, mastering your psychology around everything. Those are the five things that we hit in every session where we do work and it is remarkable just in a short period of time how we can do that through some of the uh, integrative coaching um, the integrative uh, coaching techniques that's uh, that we can work through together so the leave a comment be in touch and uh, take care